Right now, it's showtime. It's Dave and Mahoney. Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining us. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. Uh, you have a 50% chance of getting away with murder in America. That's bad news? I that, feel like that's pretty good news. That, what do you mean that's good news? I, I, I mean, mean you good. should say that... It would be bad news if you say somebody who murders you has a 50% chance of oh, getting away with you're, it. You're saying you look... For, I think there's probably a much greater chance that somebody murders me than then you murder... Be a, yeah, yeah, but I mean, the way you framed it is that I have a 50% chance of getting away with murder. Yeah, but that's not good for anyone. I mean, it's Nobody wants to pop a roach. Yeah, you know what? That's right. Another getting away with murder reference. That's Thank right. you, Mahoney. Uh, my favorite song from Papa The U.S. Roche. is now becoming uh, one of the first developed nations where the majority of murders go uncleared. Cops have solved more murders in any year since 1997, which had a clearance rate of 1971 because of the increasing number of homicides. The clearance rate has dramatically declined, though, to a little below 50%. Okay. I mean, this seems like... I mean, it does kind of seem low to me. I would thought... Because... Chances are somebody who murders you. Mm-hmm. Random murders are, at least from what we're told from statistics, this may be another just completely made up thing, that it's somebody you know. Almost certainly. Almost like nine out of ten times. Unless you're being robbed or there's some other obvious motive. But those are yeah. way less, but most likely you're it's probably a crime not of passion. Killed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So half of those, like, and most of the time it's like the husband or the wife or like a jealous lover. Yeah, I feel like those are probably a little easier to solve. I, you know, prolific like serial killers. We haven't Way seen different. a lot of that, you know, recently. Yeah. Um, but there are four murder hotspots in the U.S. Would you like to guess where any of them are? My guess, somewhere in Ohio. No Ohio. No Ohio. Okay. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Chicago's on there? not on there. Okay. St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Your yeah. old stomping grounds. That is, I mean, East St. Louis is, we were talking about this with another one of our friends who lived in St. Louis for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the scared, scaredest I've ever been in my life. Well, and when you lived in uh, in St. Louis, you know, you were murdering all that booty. Uh, no, no. No, you weren't? No, okay. No, There's there none of that going on. <laughs> uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. Kind of see that. And maybe surprising, Milwaukee? Well, there's there's a lot of stuff between Milwaukee and Chicago. Yeah. Because Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has a bunch of... Their, their benefits are better than Illinois, from what I understand. So, like, racing... From what do you understand? No, I got a friend who lived in Racine for a long time. Okay. And so, like, Racine's actually pretty sketchy I just, from well, what I was I'm told. surprised that you would have a clear distinction between benefits in Wisconsin and Illinois. That's just... I'm I just, surprised that's that you've actually what, That's just what I was told. I haven't delved deep into it. I'll tell you this. I love Milwaukee as a city. Milwaukee's great. A couple times I've been there. Yeah. I had a great time. Well, some good news today as well, and this is also crime-related. This is a toddler helping to catch a fugitive. (laughs) Kentucky deputies are praising a a very brave and honest toddler for pointing to a fugitive's hiding spot when the adults at the scene refuse to cooperate. Oh, you little monster. 
<laughs> Police were searching for Tina Hicks, 45, had multiple outstanding warrants for her arrest. No adult members were willing to say anything as to whether or not Hicks was in the house. That's when the toddler stood up, put his hands on his hip and stated, it is good to be honest, we shouldn't lie, she is inside the room next to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Deputies found Hicks there, and she has been served with two outstanding warrants, charging her with possession of meth and drug paraphernalia, as well as four other outstanding district court warrants. So the sheriff's office said the child was visiting the family, didn't even live at the home. Good. I mean, doesn't this just sound like the worst possible situation a child or a toddler could be in? Yeah. Tina, the meth head, is hiding uh-huh. in the other room with all of her warrants. Like, and nobody else is outing her, and yet you have toddlers running around? Good for you, kid. It's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you! So the surveys have been done, and it turns out that no one really wants self-driving cars. Who was asking for self-driving cars? Drunks. Honestly. Who? Drunks. Dr- oh, drunks, yeah. But those uh, are called Ubers. Yeah. Because I feel like if I was... I mean, we've, we've all been in Ubers where we're, I mean, know, at a certain point, I don't feel like if I got into a self-driving car and I was very drunk, I would be able to figure out the proper settings to get to get me home safely. I'd rather just call an Uber and have them do it. I'm with you a thousand percent on that. Uh, I mean, you've talked about how you like the idea of being able to work while you're driving somewhere. So, I mean, you've talked about it before. I'm adamantly against self-driving cars because, one, I love driving. Two, I don't trust it. And three, I don't want my car to have the ability to become sentient and leave me. Well, Ford's trying to make that happen with their new patent if you fall behind on payments. But this year, 68% of drivers say they're apprehensive toward the idea of fully self-driving vehicles. And that's a 13-point increase from last year. Yeah, we're starting to see more of it every time that I see the self-driving cars, whether it's at some trade show or whatever it is. They're just, they're they're creepy, man. I mean, it's the system. Like, here's the thing. I think too many things can happen. Like, you can't truly have self-driving cars until all cars are self-driving. Yeah. Because that dude, like Jordan, driving around, who knows what, distracted, plowing right into us. That's right. And I'm not, and I'm out here, I'm just willy-nilly. And you know how many people are going to masturbate in self-driving cars? What? Oh, you know how much, that's going to be happening all the time. Well, you know, that that is coming from a man who has... Still pleasured himself in a car that you were also driving. I mean, that is true, Dave. But this was simpler times. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while, thankfully. I was 19, if man. If you did that on the way to work today, I'd be like, ah. And I wasn't on the way to work. I was trying to, you know, when we were younger, we had, we, we you took a little bit less to, uh, sure, yeah, you know, yeah. get that engine revved. <laughs> get us into drive. Were you going to meet a girl? Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, that just screams really poor time management to me. Like, you couldn't have left your house 10 minutes later? It was like two hours. Two or, it was like a two or three hour drive. And you wanted to, to give yourself a I chance. I feel like of, if I went, like, you took care of business three hours earlier. Yeah, it would have been too built back. Okay. Yeah. 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 What a simpler time that was. It really yeah. was. And that three-hour drive, not worth it. <laughs> Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMP. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old... Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. 
Can we all agree that there is no such thing as a single wipe number two? There's no way. One for the initial cleanup and another for any leftovers. Message deleted. These, sir, have not been introduced mm. to our favorite pastime. But days for days, son. That's right. There is a such thing as a single pass. Yeah, you don't have to keep on wiping. Not only are you getting your butt sparkly clean, but you're also saving the environment at the same time. While enjoying yourself. That's right. <laughs> While falling in love. I would think, Dave, and I think we saw it during the pandemic a little bit, you know, with the toilet paper shortage. I think if you learned anything, uh, you know, be prepared. But I would think a younger generation would be all about the bidets with considering how much they are obsessed with that area. I do feel, <laughs> yeah, it has become a phenomenon of sorts. It has. Um, I, uh, I feel as if we are maybe the last generation, I'm hopeful, that we are the last generation that lives in the dark ages of the bidet. I mean, we are Without fighting a, being, the dark ages of being bidet-less. That's right, yeah. Yes. So I, I feel like we're the la- you know, we're one of these generations that's trying to introduce it to the masses uh-huh. and, and spread the prophecy of how wonderful the bidets are. But people in mass have not fully come around just yet, and I do feel, I hope that this next generation fully gets to enjoy how great bidets are. We are not allowed, uh, according to our contracts, to run for political office. That's Unfortunately, true. Unfortunately, yeah. that is the truth, as we've uh, Which is probably found good. We would be awful politicians. That is so wrong, you could, you could buy me Dude, off in a second. Clean asses for the masses. I know. Mahoney it works. 2024. It works great. I know. I'm just saying you would definitely be corrupt. But everybody would have a clean ass. Okay. You know what? At least there's an upside for everyone else. True. <laughs> you know, and that's, I think, I, I feel like that's the best we could hope for. Yeah, you're like, look, I'm going to be corrupt. I'm going to be on the take. But I do offer you this. Yep. And it's a clean booty hole. Yep. Mahoney 2024, baby. The uh, the warm toilet seats as well would be a nice And the blowers. Oh, dude, the, blowers. the Toto. Like, dude, you go to a fancy hotel. Yeah. And I don't even care about any of the other amenities. <laughs> None like, of them I'll matter. I'll be in the bathroom the whole time. Yeah. That's Please all. leave a message after the tone. Legit question. How do you make friends when you're over 30? You know, I'm, I'm working from home. I don't, I mean, going to a bar doesn't really suit me. So how do you make friends when you're over 30 without going to a bar? Message deleted. I mean, do you make friends if you go to the bar? Like, I don't feel like I was, I was actually at a bar with my wife and mother-in-law a few days ago, yeah. and there was a guy that was there alone, and he was trying to strike up conversation with another guy that was there, and wasn't the other guy wasn't having it? No. I he's mean, like, I feel like, like hey, you're what's at a your bar name? Alone? And he's like, no. You know, he told him his name and then just kind of shut the conversation down after that. He's like, I'm not here to make friends. He was there with his girlfriend, you know, this other dude just kind of chatting him up. Oh, that's weird. Like, I mean, it's if weird. it's two people there alone... Again, I, I get it that it's hard, but find a hobby. That's the best way to make any sort of friends. The only way if that you don't I made, have a hobby, get a hobby. The only way that I made new friends post thirty is by being in a relationship and getting introduced to the significant others of my wife's friends. They ain't real friends. No, they're fine. Some of them. They're fine. They're fine. Some they ain't of them. helping you bear a body. Uh, there's there's like two of them really that helping bury a body. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. You don't think Jimmy would put a body in the back of his truck? And I'm uh, I don't count him. You don't count him? Why not? He, of course. I don't I just don't. He's, See, that's what I mean. Cool. Like, he's, beca- he's become a good friend, though. Okay. Like, there's, there's, there's a couple of people yeah. that even post-30, you can help. To, you can count on them to help you bury a body if necessary. Okay. Please leave a message after the tone. 
God asks you to nominate someone other than yourself to take his place and running all of existence for 24 Earth hours, who do you nominate? Message deleted. I mean, why would you not let us nominate ourselves? Because here's the thing. It's not like he's doing a great bang-up job. It's like everything that's happening just kind of happening. You know, I feel like there may be somebody who is asleep at the wheel or doesn't care. Uh, for me, Golden Retriever. 80 Golden Retriever. Oh. You're in charge. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tennis can balls we, for everyone. Can we just... Can we can we change the laws, Dave? I mean, we're making some real dumb laws these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, along going along with our uh, clean asses for the masses. Uh, My honey, twenty twenty four. Well, I would I would relinquish that if we could have golden retrievers run for office. Maybe that would be our Fetch thing. for office. Fetch for office. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, I've been driving for about, you know, 25 years or so, much like you. So mm-hmm. It's not very often that something new happens to me when I'm on the road. But yesterday, it did. What I possibly think, knew could have happened on the road to you, Dave? I, I think it was the first time this has ever happened. And I'm pretty sure that I'd recall if it had happened before. So, again, pretty confident this is a first. Okay. I got flipped off with two hands by a pedestrian yesterday by a pedestrian not one hand two fingers i mean was this like a crazy person on the side of the road uh kind of so <laughs> you know how when you pull out of the radio station here it's pretty busy four lane road it's, six lane road rather yeah so it's three lanes going each direction you got to you got to haul ass cuz yeah. there's cars going 50 60 miles an hour down that road when it's you know a 45 mile an hour road so I, I pull up to go out, and you know how it's it's kind of annoying because there's a bunch of stuff sort of blocking your view until mm. you almost have like your it's, the nose of your car sticking out. It's unsafe. It really is. And so I, I go and I pull up, and I can't see anything because there's all this stuff blocking. There's like a big power box, and then there's sure. like a commercial real estate sign. And I go to like kind of edge forward so I can see, and then I realize that there is a dude on the sidewalk, and he's about to cross over the area that I'm in. And of course, you know he's a pedestrian, so they have I, the right of way. I would give him the right of way. Sure, he wasn't in the intersection or anything like that yet, but he was about to be. Okay. And when I say intersection, it's not like there's a crosswalk it's there. The, it's it's literally, where you're going. It's you're pulling out of a parking out lot. Out of a parking yeah. lot, exactly. So there's a sidewalk, and then there's yeah. but parking he's, lot. He's on foot, so sure. I'm like, he's got the right of way. And so I kind of do that thing where I go, whoopsie, in my head, because yeah. I, I didn't see him initially. And I actually put it in reverse and back up. Gave him space. That's to very give him space to cross in front of that's me. That's very generous of you, And Dave. he walks in front of me, looks at me with kind of the stink eye. I was like, okay, well, I mean, sorry, whatever. And then... Double birds me. Ah, uh, yeah. How old was this guy? Uh, I'd say mid forties. Okay, so I'm gonna look fairly. I'm just dirty. gonna go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. We've been in this new building for what five months now, almost about four yeah. or five months. Yeah, I have not seen one normal person on the street near us. This there, is the craziest. Like, there's I don't know why there's so much foot traffic right here. It doesn't make any sense. We're not in really in an area where it's like. There should be people walking around at all hours of the day. Today, when I pulled into the parking lot, I had to wait to turn into the normal parking spot that I park in because obviously I can't park in a different spot. Uh huh. You know, I've got my spot. But right next I, to mine, yeah. I had to wait because there was a vagrant that was just slowly drifting across the parking lot, and I had to wait to turn into the parking and spot because he was They mosey- always and- decide to cut through our parking lot. There's I a know. sidewalk, yeah. but they always, I like don't you know and I, I will be talking after the show. Mm-hmm. And then there's... I. On a regular basis, think we're going to have to whoop somebody's ass. It's possible. In our parking lot. It's possible. Like I feel like that day is coming yeah. because we're gonna. It's just, it's just crazy people. 
It could have happened yesterday. If you had been with me, I think that maybe we would have. I'm surprised I didn't see that happen in front of me. I mean, maybe I think I was texting on my phone before I pulled out and you left slightly before me. But I think it would be, yes, I mean, a double bird on foot is impressive. But I think a double bird while on if you were somebody driving, that's a real Even more impressive. Yeah, from the driver. I mean, like uh-huh. a passenger, whatever. That feels childish. Well, but from a driver, yeah. That while feels... you're rolling, like they start driving with their knees so they can give you the yeah. double bird. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever done that before. Never either. seen that either. Mm. So anyway, I ran him over and um, problem solved. Yeah, it's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you. You know the songs. But do you know them when they sound this bad? It's Cover Your Ears. On Dave and Mahoney. Oh, I get it because they're cover songs. <laughs> Josh is joining us for a round of Cover Your Ears. And good news for you today, Josh. Mahoney is able to help you out not once, but twice. Since Audrey is a little under the weather today and she is not here, uh, you get two lifelines and Mahoney is here to help you out. But you do have to get four out of the five. Do you think you're going to be able to pull this off today? Josh, you there? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, got you now. Um, so, yeah, we got about, yeah, we got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Uh, Jordan has done a great job mining the depths of YouTube. We have the most popular one at only 296 views. We have some that have like 43 and 46 views. So not that popular yet. But, Mahoney, this could be the springboard for some of these artists to take their career to the next level. I mean, Dave, we all know that, you know, Bieber and so many of these other artists – got their start on YouTube, yep. and, uh, you know, we're here to amplify uh, their talents. All right, Josh, the uh, the first one here, again, 30 seconds on the clock, let the full thing play out and then make your guess, but uh, Mahoney can be tagged in twice if you need to uh, use his services in order to get the four out of the five. This first one is from the Aussie Can, and it's only got 58 the Aussie views. Can? The Aussie Can. Here we okay. go. Some will die in hot pursuit while sifting through my ashes. Some will fall in love with life and drink it from a like an avalanche coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun sometimes, the images it shows. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. Cinnamon and sugary and softly spoken lies. You never know just how you look through other people's eyes. And we'll stop it right there. That's one of those interesting covers where you listen to it and you go, that's not bad, but it's also definitely not good. Hmm. Um, Josh, do you know it or do you need some help? You know, that's one of those songs I know I've heard, but I couldn't tell you any bit of information about it. I mean, to be fair, that was kind of like their one hit back in the day. They have a huge... They do not have a huge huge following, They do not have a huge following. They certainly do, just because you're not into it and don't know. Okay, all right, But that is the Butthole Surfers. And? Pepper. Okay. Huge following, you say? Huge. Uh Uh-huh. It is. Yeah. Massive? It, I mean, really, it's yeah. go to one of their shows. It's okay. sold out. Sure. Like yeah. every time. Yeah. All 400 people in the ball. No, like yeah. 4,000. There's not 4,000. You're so full of it. You don't know. I, I do know. You don't I know. I do know. Uh, the next one here, Josh Mahoney helped you out. Got a full point for you there. Uh, has 115 views. This is from an artist named Northern Mask. Good luck. Travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody's. Looking for something. Some of them want to use you. Mm. 
Josh, do you know it? I do. Uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of These by, well, that version sounds like Marilyn Manson, but Eurythmics. Yeah, that is exactly right. Uh, Mahoney, I'm going to show you this image uh, just so you understand. This guy is in full gimp mask. He's got full leather latex outfit. The only only piece of skin exposed are his. Wait a minute. Is this you? He's got fingerless gloves. He's got fingerless gloves on. I left my fingerless gloves at home today, so that did. Ah. Or did I leave him at my performance while I was wearing my all-leather gimp suit? I Actually, I don't think that's leather, Dave. I think that looks more. It's a little too shiny. Yeah. I think that's pleather. The pleather, yeah. yeah. I mean, leather's expensive for a full-face But that's a look. Like I that. mean, this guy's is. definitely a performer. So uh, what's yeah. his name? What's uh, Oh, or was that the guy who was just singing? The, the guy that's singing is Northern Mask. Oh, that's, that was that's Northern Mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. wow. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. That's mm-hmm. why it's awful. Yep. All right, so but but he was he was singing through the mask, so mm-hmm. you just got to take that into consideration. Okay, uh, Josh, you got two full points so far. Here we go on to number three. This is from Jeff Briggs. Forty six views on this bad boy. Dear Daddy, I write you in spite of years of silence. You've cleaned up, found Jesus. Things are good, or so I hear. This bottle of Stevens awakens ancient feelings. All right. Pretty true to form there. So, Josh, what do you got? Do you know who it is? Who who would want to see this band? Uh, Weezer, say it ain't so. Full point. Excellent. Well done. You got three. You still have one lifeline. You just have to get one more point. Doing Here good, we man. Here we go. On to number four. This is from Calmadez. 43 views. So the, uh, the lowest view count so okay. far on the show today. And we'll stop it right there. Josh, for the win, can you do it? I get their songs all mixed up. Um, It's Pearl Jam. It is Pearl Jam. I'm just going to pick one, Jeremy. There we go. Nailed it. This man, he knows. Also, interesting artistic interpretations on a couple of these songs, Dave. But very nice. This is David Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. On David Mahoney. Well, who hasn't been here before? You're doing some cleanup around your house, and you think probably the best way to get rid of all this trash is just to light it on fire. Oh, I mean, we've all thought that at one point A controlled time. burn, you know? Not a, not a terrible I mean, idea. I tried to burn a bunch of mail before, and that turned out real bad. You tried to burn a bunch of mail because yeah, you didn't want to go through the process of shredding, shredding it? Yeah. you know shredding sucks yeah, it's so a, bad. It's a chore. But uh, when I set it on fire, the uh, little embers started oh, flying no. everywhere because yeah. they're light and papery and airy. Mm-hmm. Was and this in your backyard? It was. Ah, good. So that well, was the last time I did that. So you probably can relate to this. The dude who lives in Florida accidentally set the uh, this fire in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he didn't accidentally set that. He accidentally 
had it get out of control, and then it caught his house on fire. So police and firefighters rushed to the scene, and they noticed, oh, no, this guy's house is engulfed in flames. And deputies tried to get the man, who's a 34-year-old by the name of Wyatt Guy, away from the fire. But he did the complete opposite, and that's where this takes a strange turn. He dead, He ran inside the house and deadbolted the door. Seems like a bad idea when a house is on fire. Investigators soon realized that he was wanted for violating his probations on several felony charges, including burglary. Mm-hmm. So a deputy said the only option he had was either stay in the home and possibly burn or come out. I figured he would have come out at some point, and thankfully he did. So 10 minutes later, Guy tried to run out of his home and away from deputies, caught and arrested. I mean, he gave it a valiant effort, Dave. I think the cops are just like, we'll wait this out. Grab my lawn chair. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, as a cop, what do you do? Like, you dummy, that's, that's on you. And it wasn't, I don't know, man. I just don't get people sometimes. So everyone has kind of a conundrum, right? It's like where you have the love of your life. And in this case, it was Jesus, this fella. Uh, he's the pastor of a church. And uh, he had a fairly successful operation that he was running, you know, with a lot of people part of the congregation. Big flock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he uh, decided that he loved something more than Jesus, and that was drugs. Was it meth? Uh, James, James Edward Smith II, 49 years old. Stop with these, the second. You're a junior. He's a junior. You're a junior. He uh, gained control over the church and the church funds by filing a forged quick claim deed and allowed him to assume complete control of the property. He then sold the church for $600,000 to support... His drug habit. Mm. Yeah. So he was taken into custody on organized schemes to defraud, fraud, grand theft, criminal use of personal ID, unlawful filing of false records, grand theft of a firearm, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. That's your say, grand theft churcho. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that the latest release? Uh, Probably. I'd buy that. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. The strangest, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. All right, so let's start with the Internet is Undefeated with a clip from Mullet Over. This is an Australian dude who did not have a mullet. What? But he was talking about Penrite's oil color being changed, and he seemed a little confused. No idea why, but Penrite, for some reason, have changed their gear oil from green to blue. Um doesn't matter because it still tastes the same, but, you know, just just weird. Even when a dude is talking about drinking oil, if he does it in an Australian accent, it seems totally acceptable. We've said this many times, Dave. Anytime we are getting bad news, we would like for it to be delivered in an Australian or a Kiwi accent Mm -hmm. because you just can't be mad. And uh, if we ever have to deliver bad news, we should hire like a really hot Australian to deliver that news for us. Good day. Have a seat. I mean, I was thinking maybe like Nicole Kidman. Or, oh, yeah. But no, we could go too. with Thunder Down Under or uh, <laughs> Thunder from Down Under. <laughs> is Russell, uh, Russell Crowe, is he yeah. Australian? Oh, is he still hot? I don't know. Is he, is he Australian? I think so. Jermaine Clement, he's... Uh, he is, uh, the Hemsworth Brothers? Not the one on not the one, Westworld. Uh, no, not the, that one. The uh, Matt Damon looking. Though yeah. I feel like he could swoop up a lot of Matt Damon's work because his... You know, crypto stuff has kind of backfired a little bit. Well, you mentioned the word mad, and this next clip is of a gentleman that is definitely mad. And look, we've all been frustrated, I think, at airports over the years. Uh, This guy was really upset. He freaked out at the airport, and the way that he decided that he was going to communicate just how frustrated he was was by stomping around, screaming the lyrics of Eminem's I'm Not Afraid at the top of his lungs. That's the Eminem song you chose to go with. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody, there's girls from that plane going to club. 
Talmud and dance that are being trafficked from around the world. Hashtag taken! I'm not afraid to take a stand! I'm coming out of my cage. Okay. Um, you know, not the best performance that we've ever heard. And was this in Detroit at least? No, 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 no. It was in just, Texas. Just a random airport. Yep. Hmm. This next one is from Tips to Your Toddler. This is a toddler a little bit confused perhaps about uh, the role that Martin Luther King played in our history or maybe not. And about in school. Martin Luther King Jr. Martha Luther King Jr. What'd he do? He died for a sins. Oh, cute little kid. I mean, just kids with who don't know how to say names and words right. Just just very cute. This one also from Tips to Your Toddler, only this is a very drunk person that thinks that they are a train. Uh, they just saw this person walking down the alleyway, acting like they were a train, and this is uh, somebody stepped out on their balcony. He's like, I need to film this. I mean, Dave, if you lived in the back of an alleyway and you had a grown-ass man who was uh, obviously overserved mm-hmm. by a, a rogue bartender pretending to be Thomas, Thomas the, the Train, train man, I would film it, too. And finally, and they, just, I mean, but I'm kind of jealous. Why then? You, you sound how ha- You hear how happy that man sounds. Yeah. I mean, just that is just unadulterated happiness. I don't know how many drinks it took him to get to that point, but, but that was, was the right number of drinks. It was worth it. Uh, and finally, from Cover Your Ears, Mahoney, this is one of your favorites. This is from the uh, the eight tracks. 407 views on this bad boy, but this was the rendition of MGMT's Electric Feel that you were vibing with. I thought this was a phenomenal cover. You know MGMT, one of my, uh, you know, I would say not one of my favorite bands, but this album. One of my favorite albums, one of yeah. my favorite songs, and I think this song did it justice. This is what the world is for, making electricity. You can feel it in your mind, or you can do it all the time. Plug it in and change the world. You are my electric girl. girl. I kind of feel bad for him considering that it's only got 407 views. It seems like they put a lot of effort into this. What was the name of the band again? It's called The Eight Tracks. Okay. Kind of like an alternative pen and tonics? A little bit. This is David Mahoney. So, Mahoney, you're, uh, you're being honest when you say that you always get nervous for career day uh, at the elementary school. You and I are uh, going to be doing that later today. We and, are. You know, we've done it a number of times. I mean, we've probably done... Eight or nine times over the years, like between career day and then reading week, reading week, all that stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, minus COVID, couple 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 of COVID years, we didn't really. I think we did some virtual stuff, but in person, it is. I will say, Dave, very intimidating trying to impress like seven year olds. Well, so the thing is, is that you know we go to career day, and we're actually going to go to my daughter's class. Uh huh. And so you know we roll in and we talk about what we do, and you're like, okay, so some of the kids 
have heard of our radio show. They've listened to the radio show. Maybe. Some. Very sure. few. But, you know, my daughter will tell me from time to time. One of her friends will tell them or her that they listen uh-huh. to the show. But I would say the vast majority are going to have no idea who we are, what we do, or really have or, any concept of radio and broadcasting and everything else. Yeah. And so, you know, what we're up against is, like, our friend Tom, who was a former canine police officer, now does security for, you know, MGM Resorts International and all these big brands around yeah, the world. a lot of private companies, and he has a huge team of cute-ass, awesome, bomb-sniffing, yes, do- bomb, drug-sniffing dogs. He brings his cute bomb-sniffing dogs into the classroom, and then the cops will show up on their motorcycles. The firemen will show up with their actual fire truck. Dude, the construction guys bring those big-ass pickers. Yes, and then it's us. Yeah. With like a... We bring like a... Have you guys ever heard of a podcast? Here's a microphone. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk into it? Yeah. This is a job. So it's... uh Yeah, you're right. I, I get why you're a little bit intimidated. I don't know, man. I have the added pressure of disappointing my daughter in front of all of her friends. Like, do we... I feel like because... I, I want to kind of like bribe the kids, but we can't really like... We can't bring treats. So I asked you that. I was like, can we give them candy? We can't. Because kids love candy. We can't. I mean, like, first off, the teachers would murder us and probably half the parents would, you know. Yeah. Oh, my precious snowflake got some sugar. So, I, you know. The other, uh, the other thing that I asked you is whether or not we could give them money. Can we just hand out dollar bills? Yeah, because like if we just go get a stack of like crisp two dollar bills uh-huh. from the bank on the way over there, like they would love us. I think so. I mean, we could probably go with one dollar bills. One dollar bills. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you're still um, looking at like twenty dollars a class. But I guess that's against the rules too. I don't know if we're allowed to give money to children. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, if we had shirts. But I don't know if we should be. I don't. Do we have shirts for seven year olds? We don't. We have like smalls, but Adult those are for smalls. small adults. Yeah. Huh. I don't know exactly what we need to do to impress these children because I don't think us talking like, "What do you guys do for a living?" Well, we, you know, we sit in a room and we talk, mm-hmm. much like we're doing right now, and somehow find a way, found a way to make that a career for twenty years. Can you juggle? No, do you, but, do you have any party tricks? No, yeah, can uh, you do a magic trick of sorts? And again, our friend Tom with the dogs can juggle. So not only does he bring in cute ass son dogs, of a bitch, he juggles. You messed. Thank you. Oh, good for you. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. Eight three three Yo Dummy. Now the voicemail. My earbuds have been broken for the past two weeks, but I still wear them when I'm walking to work because I really have no desire to speak to anyone. Message deleted. I'm not mad at that. I broke my foot back in 2008. A bone in my foot, top of my foot. I fell out of a um, station vehicle. You were very drunk. I was not. That's the problem. I you. got very drunk. Mm-hmm. I was sober when this happened. I went to step on a curb. Uh huh. And you think how it's like a foot higher than it really is. Oh, yeah. And I didn't hit the curb, and I hit, ended up going down to the street and mm. landed all my body weight right on top of it. And, uh, you know, had to finish out a show. We had uh, a show with Cake mm. and Slightly Stupid that evening. Okay, it was yeah. a great little holiday show at yeah. 4th and B down in San Diego. And uh, one of the best shows I've ever been to. Was it because Slightly Stupid got you really high? I, it was before weed was legal, and we got I smoked weed on stage with Slightly Stupid, <laughs> yeah. and then drank Jägermeister with cake. It was it was a, it's it a was fun a, night. It was a fun night. And then I walk outside, 
and I'm very, very drunk, and I know that I'm going to have to sleep in my car because this is before Uber. Mm-hmm. And as I'm trying to walk around downtown San Diego in December, which is very cold, mm-hmm. uh, my foot gets stuck in a uh, one of those little grates. Is this the same foot that you had already messed up? Yep. yep. And then I fall on top of it because my foot gets stuck. I fall. And all my body weight lands on top of my already broken foot, and I proceed to uh, sharp myself, Dave. You pooped pants. Yes. Yes, I did. And so, uh, and then I walked around on that broken-ass foot forever until it just kind of stopped hurting. You know that you said that her earbud was broken, right? Like her headphones were, were broken? And so, oh, I thought she said foot. No, no. She said her headphones were broken, but she still wears it because she doesn't want to talk to people. Oh. Which I thought it was odd that you launched into a broken foot story, but um, good story. Well, maybe my, yeah. my earbuds are broke over here. I couldn't hear her properly. <laughs> What's going on? Please leave a message after the tone. I've been listening to you all for two years now. About a year ago, I created a drinking game around the show. Drink every time Mahoney says ludicrous. Let's just say I have a problem now. Message deleted. I like the word ludicrous and the rapper ludicrous. I was listening to... You were uh, listening to some Luda recently? Uh, yesterday. Wow. I was okay. listening to a lot of the stuff that him and Timberland produced yeah. together. So, you know, uh, you know, some of the all-time classics like I Got Hose, Dave. In different area codes, mm. in parentheses. Was that ludicrous? That was ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> so drink, you son of a bitch. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, so what happens if you meet your favorite porn star, but then she's really rude to you, and she calls you an ugly creep, and, and she asks like, what you do for work and says your job's pathetic? Uh, what would you do? Would, would this change how you feel about her? Message deleted. I mean, don't be a creep, man. I feel like, like the interactions with adult stars are always so weird because, you know, it's one thing if you're a fan of a musician or an artist of some kind, you're like, I appreciate the art that you put out. I have was- not taken care of business to myself while listening to Led Zeppelin. Exactly. I mean, wait, well, yeah. Okay. But, but not yeah, like not looking th- at not them. Not specifically because of yeah. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Um, just happened to be the back I mean, then. years ago, I mean, if you if you rewind it about 13 or, f- no, actually even more than that, probably like 15, year, 15, 16 years ago, I met my favorite porn star at the time. I went to the Adult Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That is the, you know, the Super Bowl for porn stars. And this was a little bit before it was super commercialized. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, but it's not On the, the level it is right now. Yeah. So, you know, be, working at the radio station, especially like a male-oriented extreme radio station, we were doing like video stuff before YouTube was even really around or it had just come out. And I interviewed, her name was Eva Angelina, mm-hmm. and most people think her name was Eva, and it's not, it's Eva. And so I knew that. And oh, so, well. But it was it was still very awkward, like me doing a professional interview. I mean, yes, it was fun and, you know, lighthearted because we're not asking hard-hitting questions. But it was still awkward on my part, like, this is, uh, this is real weird. Yeah. Because I, I have taken care of, I've violated many, myself many, many, many times to you. Many, many, many times. <laughs> she was very nice, though, and could, she, could, have been, could not have been more pleasant. So. Oh, Wish her well in whatever she's doing now. I think she's a real estate agent. Is she really? Don't keep up with her as much as I should, but maybe, you know. I uh, I do like how this guy was like, what if she was really mean to you and told you your job sucked and insulted you? I'm like, I think that like 80% of dudes would like that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a kink, and you probably have to pay a premium. Mm-hmm. This is David Mahoney. I don't know if there's a lot of people out there in the world that would be able to relate to this, but I think that you might be able to, Mahoney. What's that, Dave? So yesterday I was just exhausted. Uh, my kids had kept me up 
all night the night before. I got woke up about like 20 times throughout the course of the night. They were just kind of restless, and they mm-hmm. you know crawled into bed with us like they do most nights in the middle of the night, and just like tossing and turning and kicking me, and I was up, like I said, like How many kids 20- are in your bed now? You got two or three? Uh, depending. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, normally your, always two, but then my son, no, the, the son is still caged up. So he's, okay. he's in his crib <laughs> in the other room, but the two older girls yeah. will make their way in normally on and most nights. And then you got the baby. And the baby as well. So okay. it's a lot. But, you know, normally it's okay. I'll get woke up a couple of times, sure. but for whatever reason, a couple of nights ago, just awful. Like up constantly, could not get myself to go back to sleep and was dreadfully tired during the show yesterday mm-hmm. didn't show i didn't you know didn't you didn't come off that way well, I, 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 I was trying to power through but as you usually do yeah when we got done with the show i was like i'm gonna try to sneak in a little bit of a nap did you and i i, I had enough time and this this had never happened to me before but i'm curious if maybe you've ever felt the same way you know how like when you really i was trying to explain this to my wife and she didn't seem to get it you, you know how when you really have to poop yeah, and, you, and you're, the proximity effect, like when you're getting oh. closer to the toilet, Dude, you get out of your like, car, and you're like undoing the bell, yep. and you're just like Wah! You're trying to fiddle the, with your keys to the, open the door. At the last the second, you know, you finally sit down on the toilet. Sweet and, relief, and that. But it was the same thing for me with, with the nap? bed to get yes to to be yeah. able to lay down for a nap. Where like I walked up and I was just like so excitedly like popping my shoes off, and I was I laid down in bed and I almost got like emotional. I was just like, this is. It's just so wonderful. I'm just like, stretch my little legs out. Like, I've been waiting all morning for this. Uh-huh. This is going to be great. Finally laid down. Had a great, like, hour and 45-minute nap. Wonderful. Just no, perfect. No no children coming in, punching you, jumping at you in the face. Did, didn't get interrupted at all. It Did you was lock just, the door for this nap? No, because the, the baby's crib is still in the room, which uh-huh. does kind of mess up the nap sometimes. But, you know, she's a baby. There's just something so pure about because I napped yesterday too, but not because yeah. I didn't get you know you just eight wanted hours of sleep the in, night before an extra nap. Well, I yeah. had like a really bad lunch for me. You oh. know, I had like a couple like hamburgers and some cheese curds and onion rings and cheese fries. So you ate poorly, and, and that's what dog. drove you to 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 the nap. Yeah, yeah. And then well, wait, you had a a cheeseburger, one a double cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger, and a hot dog, a hot dog, and cheese curds, cheese curds, onion, onion rings. rings. Cheese fries. And <laughs> we had them all, man. Well, it was a, it was a menagerie of uh, food that was going to, and I, I ate it. And I had like I literally I just drank like probably a extra large espresso, or ex- not, you're not espresso, uh, americano. Yeah. And still, I just passed out. I passed out for four hours at my house yesterday. Four hours. Yeah, my wife came home from working all day and saw me. I was just like half drunk off of fast food. Yeah. <laughs> she was not impressed. Oh, but I'm glad you're feeling better today. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a decent sleep last night. Ready to go. Yeah, I worry very much so about. I don't think I'm going to let my kid sleep in bed with me. Sure, you're not. You you don't think I can hold the line on that? Because you know how much I love sleep. You are an absolute pushover. I don't know about all that. I think I'll, I think I'll be. I'll okay. Think, I think I'll be very disciplined. What are you gonna do? Get him like a boarding crate? Like how are you gonna keep him in the room? Tell him that there's monsters in the hallway at night. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What can I always look forward to on Mondays? Message deleted. 
What's something that we look forward to on Mondays? I look forward to coming back and doing the show every Monday. Yeah, I like. I don't hate Mondays. I do kind of wish Mondays were still part of a four-day week. So if we got a three-day weekend every week, you would want to have Fridays off and then come back to work on Mondays and then be done on Thursdays? I think so. No. You got to eradicate. You, you switch it the other way around? Yeah, because like Fridays. But you look forward to Friday. Yeah, I know, but then, but then you're eliminating Friday, which already has a great reputation. You're going to have to sit here and no, rehab Friday's the whole still image. there. But you, would, you would still work on Friday. You would just have Monday off. So you work Friday, then you have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. So oh, that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. You said it the other way around. No, that's what I meant, though. Uh, oh, so you said it the yeah. other way, but you meant it the other oh, Okay, yeah. But also, time means nothing. All of it's made up, and don't ever think that starting something, you know, based on a date, a time, or whatever, means literally anything. Isn't that such a weird idea when you think about like time? time. It means it means a, nothing. It being a construct. Yeah, the calendar only relative to where we are, what we're doing. Up. Yeah, yeah. Money, same way. Yeah, so million weird. years from now, times. You know, it's completely different. Yeah, you go to a different planet, completely different time. It's just, it's just what we do to control ourselves. I mean, the fact that, like, when you would want to send a communication to somebody, yeah, a hundred years ago, and it would take weeks for it to get across the country. Mm-hmm. Like, if something bad was happening. You wouldn't have a way of like letting other people know to come save the day for you. Nope. Just sucks. Yep. Like and also back then smoke signals were a thing. <laughs> Jeez. But even then that was you were relatively close to yeah. be able to see that. That I don't didn't I, smoke signals, solid way to communicate. But like if you're riding a horse a couple hundred miles to deliver me something, like don't deliver this to me in the middle of the night. Because it's already taken hours. Hold on, you you're saying I've been on this damn horse for forty eight 48 days, and you're going to make me wait till 7.30 in the morning no, to knock you on your door? to somebody, and then I can get the message when I wake up the next day. Because, again, is it really that pressing to wake me up in the middle of the night? I, I don't think so. If it's been four months that this package has been en route to you, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to get it immediately. I can wait until I wake up. Please leave a message after the tone. Dan here. So me and my wife have been longtime listeners of your show, about five or six years now. Love it. And we are having our first child and we need help naming the first child. Uh, We found out this weekend it's going to be a boy. So we're looking for boys names that are traditional and would love to hear your input. No, we're not going to name it. Dave, we're not going to name it Mahoney. Just looking for a traditional boy's name. Dave, I know you have like five kids now. How did you go name it about your kids? Let me know. Thanks. Message deleted. Uh, my wife is really good at that stuff. I am not. But, I mean, there's a couple like real cute boy names that, that uh, you know, were in contention for us. Just go. That we didn't go, you know, when our last child was a girl. Your son's name is a family name. Duke, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, uh, like, I, I think that little boys named Theo, like Theodore, are real cute. Is that a traditional name? I think so. Theodore? I mean, when you say traditional, all I think of is, like, go with John. Just be boring. No, man. It's like just, little, you know, little Teddy. It's, it's easy. On. It's simple. You know what? They're going to be hard to Google later on in life. And that's what one of the things that, like, I actually really like the name John. It is. It's just very, like, you know, it's there. Uh, here's a suggestion from Manroll. He said, I, I suggest Edwin. Now, there hasn't been a, a good Edwin since Edwin McCain. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Edwin like one of the Twilight characters? Let me just Google Edwin and see what comes up. There's a clothing company called Edwin. 
Jay-Z said, my name is Theodore. Don't use it, please. Edwin McCain is the number one Edwin that pops up. Of course he is. Uh, and then the Edwin Hotel. That's a gene company. Beach said Paul or Walter. Nobody's naming a baby Walter. Can you imagine a baby Walter? Dude, the only Walter I think, there's a dog. There's a there's a screaming ass uh, French bulldog named Walter yeah, who, d- who yells. Walter has become more, a of great a, dog name. more of a dog name than a human name, yeah. for sure. My grandfather's name was Walter. I mean, Walter Cronkite, Walter Matthau, but again, those are old ass dudes. Yeah. And they're all dead now. So dog names it is. Sorry, Walters who are listening. You think there's any Walters listening? If there is, if there's, there's a there's single one. Walter listening, text us at eight three three. We do know a guy named Walt who's not dead. Oh, Walt, but he goes by Walt. He does go by Walt. Yeah, the guy from Stabbing Westward. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I feel but like he's kind old. Of a cop he, he is old too. So it's true. Please leave a message after the tone. So last night, this girl that I've been sleeping with made me realize something. She told me that last night was the quietest I've ever or Are you guys loud or quiet in bed? Thanks. Message deleted. What? Are you normally like, ah? Yeah. What's that guy's name? <laughs> like William Wallace? What do you mean? I mean. Uh, Freedom! Uh, there was a guy who Stern used to play a, uh, a clip of. His name was Nick Manning, and he was... Very vocal. Uh, no, because I don't oh, want to weird uh, anybody who's guy. willing to sleep with me out. <laughs> that is not like a, uh, you know, uh, you have lowered your expectations that you are already willing to be intimate with me. Why would I want to ruin that by doing something that may weird you out? I just don't. I mean, even with like the uh, the adult films, like with the, the, dude, the shut bo- up. every dude, shut, shut up. up, shut up, get your face out of the shot and yep. shut up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Call or text us at 833 yo And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at... To be good at this? Oh, I see. Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show. All right, Jordan, do we have a star of the blooper reel this week? So, out of all of the bloops, because there were plenty this week, um, I would say Mahoney had the most bountiful, but Dave had the most quality. The most quality bloop. I'm excited to hear what we got. Brand new blooper reel. Camouflage. Oh, get the... Camouflage. (laughs) Camouflage. 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 I'm glad that I dated a lot of people that I was not compatible about, and so did they, because you learn a lot like what you want and what you don't want. I was not compatible about compatible. Every single time that I see a Barnes Noble, I'm like, how on earth is that massive store Still in business. Did you forget the ant? No, man. A Barnes Noble. Barnes Noble. Sure did. That's no excuse. These are sixth grade words, you don't guys. Don't matter. And we don't get a pen. We don't get paper. We don't get to type anything. We don't get paper. Paper. It's not how the world works. Easiest state to remember how to spell. Yeah, that's so, true. Shout out Mississippi. Crooked letter. Crooked letter. Crooked letter. Crooked letter. <laughs> that's right. 
what snake is featured on the symbol of medicine? What snake? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to wipe that one off. <laughs> I said what snake? What animal? What snake? I was a fine-looking person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was hot. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, always have been. Thanks, Brewery. And like the three set of braces I've had. Thanks, Brewery. Brewery. I know it's totally irrelevant now, and I know you guys are from different. Go back. Go back. What was that hey, word, sir? I think you were trying to say irrelevant. Don't hate. He pushed through. Totally irrelevant now. Irrelevant. <laughs> Finally. Camouflage. Camouflage. Oh, get the camouflage. <laughs> These are sixth grade words. It don't matter. And we don't get a paper. Every single time that I see a Barnes Noble, I'm like, how on earth is that massive store still in business? The ant? No, man. A Barnes, Barnes, Barnes Noble. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, it's true. Out of Mississippi. Easiest state to remember how to spell. Crooked letter. Crooked letter. Crooked, crooked, crooked letter. What? It's not how the world works. You Camouflage. Camouflage. That's right. It's Dave and Mahoney. So this whole Alex Murdaugh trial has just been wild. I mean, very rarely, maybe not ever, it may be the first time ever that the trial is still going on, it being a huge public trial, mm-hmm. and then simultaneously there is the documentary on the backstory live on Netflix. We've so- seen live coverage of big cases, like wall-to-wall coverage of big cases in the past, but this, like actually doing almost a... Hard knock style documentary, you know, like in real, basically real time. Yeah, and the story, I mean, it was horrific, obviously, the details with him, you know, killing his wife and his son. I'm sure that you've heard that he's been found guilty, sentenced to yep. life in prison without Thank parole. God. But, I mean, just the backstory of that family with his great-grandfather, his grandfather, and his father all, all basically bags. running the law yep. in the low country in South Carolina for 80 years mm-hmm. and them being just impervious to getting into trouble. Yeah, And he legit seemed to think he was going to get away with this. It's crazy. I think he thought so, too. But, I mean, when you face no repercussions for, you know, what is that guy, 60? Probably. 60 years of your life? Yeah. And you've been running amok and you think you are the law? There's nothing better than watching somebody who has power get taken down. You know, I'm, I've I've always said this, man. People who have power and they abuse power, they're... they're penalties should be exponential from the average person. And I was talking to my wife about this last night. She's like, can you imagine a situation where, you know, you kill your wife and your son? And I'm like, babe, I can't imagine killing our son. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, and that's why I'm going to murder you in your sleep tonight, Dave. (laughs) But this trial has taken another weird turn. What happened now? One of the jurors got booted off of the jury right before they got to the point where they were going to make... Because they have alternates, right? So it's, it's Always, not like yeah. it's like going to be a mistrial or something. Yeah. And they actually that's try. why they do that because especially like capital cases yep. like this, there are like I mean maybe another 
like eight to ten alternates. So one, one of the jurors had discussed her opinion about the trial evidence with three people, and they found out, and so they decided they were going to replace her with an alternate. Yeah. But the juror demanded her belongings from the jury room before mm-hmm. departing, and it, it included in those items her purse, okay, yeah. okay. a bottle, yeah. and a dozen eggs. She was just carrying around a dozen-ass eggs? Uh, even the judge was like, we've had a lot of interesting things, but now a dozen eggs. Like, were they hard-boiled eggs? I, I hope so. Like, what are you... Like, just raw-ass eggs? Were you planning on, like, like egging him when the verdict was read? Also, like, is that, shame on you. Is that just a flex with how rich you are? Yeah, rolling instead of, like, a, the jewelry, eggs? you've yeah. got a Rolex, <laughs> dimes. Nah, I got a, I got, I got a dozen eggs right here. <laughs> what a move. But, yeah, so she, she got booted out, and it was right before the... Uh, the big guilty Dude. verdict came rolling in, and you know she's got to be pissed because a lot of those jurors can go on to like write books about Man. it, and you know get money for interviews and everything else. And if you're the juror that gets the boot, you don't get to do any of that stuff. No, nope. bye, bitch. See you later. Call or text us at eight three three yo dumb and on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Blitz, glamour, and out of touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. I think I know the answer to this, Producer Pajamas, but have you seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I have not. I've heard a few good things about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a very well-done show. I started watching it and then kind of fell off, but it's part of Prime Video. It's just It doesn't seem like Prime is the place that I go normally to discover new shows. Like From time to time, I'll go there and I'll get roped into one. I'll be like, oh, this is actually a really good show, but yeah. I don't find myself like browsing on Amazon Prime for content. Yeah, like I've started multiple shows on there, and I just end up kind of forgetting. Falling off, because, yeah, off, same, yeah, same with me. Uh, but The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has been one of their more, more popular shows. They're going to have a fifth and final season, and it's going to debut on April the 14th. So oh. just over a month away, if you're interested, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is coming back. Michael B. Jordan is getting a lot of pub right now because of Creed Three. Uh, our buddy Stitch Duran, who is a famous cut man, longtime uh, resident of Las Vegas and has been around the combat sports scene for a long time, also found his way into those movies. And um, Creed Three is coming out. Do you think that there's any way that Creed could become as iconic of a franchise as the original Rocky Mahoney? Dave, I think. Um Sorry about Dave, that. I think Michael B. Jordan has really solidified himself as, uh, you know, a, a bona fide movie star. And he just he got looked, himself a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And now he's directing, too. And, I mean, most of the time, spinoffs are pretty trash. Mm-hmm. But they've done a really good job in the fact that he's directing Creed Three. I think we're going to see what we saw with Rocky. I think we'll see five or six movies from him over the course of it. Because, you know, I mean, the, it's kind of already been written. He's still young. His star is only on the rise in Hollywood. And they continue to make a lot of money at the box office. And this latest one, 86% fresh from the critics. I'm glad that you brought up the directing thing because that ties back into what I was just saying about Stitch. He posted something on social media where he was talking with Michael B. Jordan. I mm-hmm. believe it was during Creed Two filming. And he said, hey, I just want to let you know I really enjoy working with you. And that's when Michael B. Jordan told him, I'm directing Creed Three, and you're with me as long as you want. Love it. Which is pretty awesome. Hell yeah. So they're rebooting and recasting Hellboy again? Is Why? anyone asking for this? I mean, David Harbour was the last reboot, but the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy, do you remember what his name? Ron, Ron Perlman. Dude, he was the best. He was great. Bring him back. He was great. There was nothing wrong. Nobody was like, you know what? He was a horrible Hellboy. Everybody was like, Ron Perlman, 
is Hellboy. He kind of looks like Hellboy even without the makeup Dude, on. I mean, you talk about a jawline that is out of this world and a voice. Ron Perlman was yeah. it. David Harbour, I love, you know, these... Uh, the sheriff from Stranger Things. He did an okay job. The story just wasn't good. So who's going to be the new Hellboy? So they're recasting the entire thing, and they're going to set this one in the 1950s. Uh, Brian Taylor, who co-directed the 2006... Oh, my God, I forgot Jason Statham. Oh, it was uh, was at the helm, so they're saying the uh, the Millennium acquired the rights to, in 2018, cast David Harbour as Hellboy, of course, as we talked about. Uh, Guillermo del Toro directed two well-regarded Hellboy features in 2004 and 2008 with the Ron Perlman that we're talking about. Uh, but the idea of them recasting Hellboy again, I don't know, just seems like a stretch. They're saying Jack Kessie? I don't even know who Jack Kessie is. Let me look. K-E-S-Y? Is gonna be the new guy. He's a hand, he looks like buff ass uh, Ryan Gosling. He's a he's a good looking guy, big dude, you know. And obviously, Hellboy's gonna have a lot of makeup and everything like that. I like the idea of pushing it back to the fifties. Hopefully, he's fighting Nazis or something along those lines. Um, I'll probably be a sucker and fall into it again, even though it's just like it's we don't you know rebooting a franchise three times in twenty years seems like a lot. I guess he had like kind of a bit role in Deadpool. He's been on the FX horror drama The Strain, TNT dark comedy Claws. So like not huge roles necessarily. Yeah, but maybe that's better. Maybe maybe that's better than trying to put like a Jason Statham in it or something like that. You know, Jason Statham can again do the transporter, do mm-hmm. all the Fast and Furious movies, make a sequel to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, but yeah, okay. And finally, Star Trek Discovery is coming to an end with season five. Ah, on Paramount Plus. So sad. I mean, it was fine. It feels like they've just done so many of those. Yeah, they just didn't. I I felt like this one. The the you know Seth. Uh, who's the guy who did Family Guy? Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane has a show on Hulu called The Orville, which feels more like the original Star Trek or the Star Trek: The Next Generation, which I think are the two absolute best versions of Star Trek. And that felt more Star Trekky than this one. This one relied a little too much on the graphics and less on the story. Is the Seth MacFarlane in the Orville? Oh yeah, he's the he's the star. Is, is it a but serious? A fan. Is it a serious show? It's no, it's, but it's it's comedy, but it's very much in the tune of like the Next Generation, how it was. It feels way more like Star Trek than the Discovery ever did. See, the problem with Seth MacFarlane is that regardless of whatever role he plays, all I hear is Brian. Yeah. Because that's his real voice. That is you know? voice. <laughs> It just messes me up. <laughs> but he's a good actor and, you know what, hell of a singer. He, he actually, and if you've ever heard Seth MacFarlane sing. His Christmas album is really good. He can sing like the Dickens. This is David Mahoney. To another Friday. That's right, we have. All I want to eat is and we are drinking. I mean, uh, we, uh, Dave, we got this beer. It's like 24 hours old. Yeah, it, it was canned yesterday. It is cold, it is fresh, and we are ready to dive in. And our friends over there at Big Dogs Brewing have brought us uh, what they call another masterpiece. It is the Violet, or excuse me, the Violent 
Violet, which is really hard to say. It's a blueberry double hazy IPA clocking in at 8.2% alcohol by volume. Uh, They've teamed up with this one. This is actually another collaboration beer with uh, Public Coast Brewing out of Oregon. You may remember them. We featured one of their beers, actually a couple of their beers that they've teamed up with Big Dogs in the past uh, over the uh, pandemic when we were doing some of our virtual uh, yep. beer for breakfast and I mean one of our absolute favorite beers so they sent them honey I mean they just have I think they have a farm there at Public Coast and that they just have access to some of the best ingredients in the world and I well, love we, to see we, these collaborations we know they have at- a farm because the, during one of those virtual beer for breakfast they were actually on the farm oh my god you remember that? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just pouring this thing, and it is, you know, when you have a beer called a Violent Violet, and looking at the beer, or looking at the can, the artwork on it, phenomenal, but you got like, uh, it's very uh, Willy Wonka themed, which, as you know, Dave and I are uh, absolute suckers for Gene Wilder and Willy Wonka. I oh, mean, Gene, yep. The damn slot machines have cost us so much money over the years. Who would have thought that the Gene Wilde and Wilder and his magical voice would cost us thousands of thousands of dollars in bad gambling plays? I just want to hear the Oompa Loompa song in pure imagination, and I will spend thousands to yes. hear it, and I know I'm going to hit a $20. It's only going to be a $20 bonus. But the five categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast mm-hmm. are look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability, and the Big Dog's Brewing Violet. Violet. I mean, looking at it, I mean, it's a very hazy... Uh, Violet-ish looking body. Decent amount of head on there. Nicely carbonated, but uh, there's 600 pounds of blueberries, fresh blueberries. And that's what it looks like. If you took like a hazy IPA and squeezed a handful of blueberries into it, that's the look of this Violent Violet. Yeah, and uh, Dave wanted me to share that this is a single hop. And one of my absolute favorite hops that they brew with or anybody brews with are mosaic hops. Mm-hmm. So they started this, so it's a single hop hazy IPA where they use those mosaic hops. Uh, lots of characters, citrus pine, tangerine ga- uh, grass, papaya, bubblegum, and uh, blueberry is what Dave says that uh, this beer imparts. Uh, and let's drink, man, because this is a good-looking beer in front of us. Or actually, you know what we should do? We should, yeah, let's just drink. Oh, you want to smell it? Okay. No, let's drink yeah. it, then smell it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's interesting because I love the because mo- it's the mosaic hop just is again, it's a little bit uh, you know you're you're thinking if you're thinking like West Coast this is not like your traditional <sighs> hop it just has a interesting kind of fuzzy feel to it. It does. It's got like this, almost like a little tang to it, you know. Yeah. And it's just it it's like not lingers that, it's not, a little. It's not that sharp hop. No, it's 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 muted, but it's definitely still very present and tart, which is interesting. Um, <sighs> boy, that is good. It smells like victory, and I will say, you know, the uh, the blueberries do come in there. A little bit of the hop is coming through. Not an overpowering nose by any stretch of the imagination on this, but I mean. I love fruited hazies. I know that there's some people out there who might not, but I feel as far as drinkability and kind of giving you something that is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Blueberry, not your traditional fruit of choice, traditionally. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know, man. I'm liking it. Jordan, what what are you thinking on the taste? So I think that a lot of the flavor is very mild. Like, you, you, you... are able to just like sit there, 
feel and taste like all the little notes that are inside of it. There's nothing that's super, super strong. Yeah. I taste very like well balanced. no alcohol whatsoever. None. Um, and then it kind of just whisks itself away. It does. It just kind yeah. of fades. It sort of fades off you, into the distance and you're like, you know what? We should invite them back and yeah, you take another drink. Take another drink. Do you think you could finish more than one of these? Um... Over like the course of like a couple hours, yeah. Like if you're you got a gaming, you got a hot gaming session oh, going. Oh yeah, listening to Definitely. some podcasts, <laughs> some podcasts, watching some anime, <laughs> um, vibing out on a Saturday night, eating some Doritos w- dipped in some nacho cheese. Why you got to talk that dirty to me, man? Okay, so somebody <laughs> asked. I think it was Stags asked, "What's the ABV?" Eight point two percent. So I mean, this one's yeah. got some got some legs to it. You you drink a couple of these tall boys, and you're going to be yeah, right on the double, like right on the cusp of that, like what is considered like a double hazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but, but I mean, 8, still 8. a 2, significant yeah. amount yeah. of alcohol that is in this. That you're is not, you're not tasting the alcohol. No, that at is all. that yeah. is very well masked, and I mean, it is. This is a good, crisp, uh, little 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 more than light. So like light medium bodied. Mm-hmm. beer for me as far yeah. as the mouth goes you know a, a decent amount of carbonation that's not overly carbonated but as you, you don't really see a whole lot of over carbonated hazies in uh in my experience but it's a beer that makes me want to take another drink i will say the the first sip that i took of it really had kind of like a it, it's i think it surprised my taste buds where it was just like it was uh, the the tartness was almost shocking on the first sweet. sip but then after that everyone after that has gotten just more, like, a little more muted, which I actually kind of well, like. Well, we, we always say that. Don't ever judge a beer by the first sip because mm-hmm. that your your tongue is going through a uh, bit of a shock. So going, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, this tongue's seen some stuff, man. But, you know, at this time of day? Not, not normally at this time of day with, uh, you know, just us three dudes hanging out. I mean, when you talk about fresh Good beer, you know, especially as the temperature is hopefully over the next like couple of months will start to get warm again. Uh, I love this. I love this yeah. for a, a a springtime beer. You know, I think of blueberries in the spring as well. I think of you know the. I do get a little bit of that papaya note in there. Uh, the tartness and the sweetness are nicely balanced. Again, after that first initial shock that your tongue experiences, for me. I find myself wanting to to drink this beer again. You know, I'm a huge fan of um, like sour beers, uh-huh. and this has you know. And if you're not, but you kind of like those fruited beers, this I think is a perfect choice right in between. for you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And if you're not a fan of IPAs, or if you are, you know, I feel like this. If you're just not a fan of beer, this could be a beer that is a great gateway beer. Yeah. I mean, this is not like a traditional IPA where you get the big hop bite. Yeah. You know, it's just it's very muted. Yep. Uh, the flavors As are full those- and they're good, but they're they're also not ones that are overpowering in any way. Uh, just a very well-rounded beer. Can I get a drum roll, please? Hang on. Jordan's got something to add. What oh, is it, Jordan? I was going to say, and I'm, I'm surprised that this is not too sweet for Dave because it's not really that sweet, surprisingly. Yeah, it's not it's not that sweet, which I appreciate. Uh, it's also, kind of mean. Also, we have an uh, important question because we just found out that uh, wine sommeliers. Ah, uh, yes, you can now. Uh, they are now hearing mm-hmm. their their beverages. I don't know if the uh, if they're, the beer equivalents are called Cicerones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Cicerones have adopted the hearing, but I'll, I will put it up to my ear. Kill a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, actually, I can't hear it. It's, it's good. Kill bitch. <laughs> On Mahoney's Bear Scout Supremacy, I give the Big Dogs Brewing Company violent. Or violent. Violent. <laughs> Hey, bye. Get this beer. Check it out for yourself. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have?
have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney, then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Can we normalize grown-ass adults wearing capes? Producer Jordan, you'll back me on this one, right? Message deleted. Uh, look, I think the idea of adults wearing capes... My wife wears capes. Why are you going to come after my wife? Why what? are you tagging my family? When does she wear capes? Winter. She wears a cape? Yeah, it's like a cape coat. Okay, cape coat, different. No, but it's a cape. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not a cape unless it has an emblem on it. It does. It does it? Yeah. What is it? Tory Birch. Tory, okay. So it's an expensive cape. Yeah, it's an yeah. expensive cape. Uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, the thing is, I feel like if we normalize capes, only the wrong people would wear capes. Dude, I kind of want to wear a damn cape. Like, Count Dracula That's what had I mean. a vibe. Have you not seen The Incredibles? Yeah, of course Ed- you've seen Edna Incredibles. Mode, no capes. Yeah. Capes kill people. Yeah, you're right. What about Doctor Strange? His cape saves people. But that's a sentient cape. That's That's different. That's special. That's a special sentient cape. Mm-hmm. Who says that my cape can't can't do some stuff? What that cape do? <laughs> I mean, what are you doing more like what are you doing behind that cape? You're telling me <laughs> Lando Calrissian, Billy D Williams from from I guess Star he Wars, wear, he did wear a bit of a cape. Damn right he wore a cape. Yeah. Damn straight he did. I guess even Darth Vader wore a cape, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Capes were space capes. Were capes? Space, space capes. Space capes were a big deal. Please leave a message after the tone. High fashion. Mahoney, I could see you being a Barney Basher back in the day. That dinosaur did nothing but good. How dare you? Message deleted. I, uh, of course, we're going to have a Barney apologist call in. Well, and also the guy who was in Barney. Excuse literally me. and figuratively. <laughs> uh, oh, he was a creep, wasn't he? I don't know if he's a creep, but he's like a santri- uh, tantric sex guy. Uh, well, okay. That's kind of creepy. I mean, uh, Sting's also a tantric sex guy. That's the thing that makes him kind of creepy. Is it? I like Sting. I, I like Sting, too, but it's like, hey, I'm going to have sex for 11 hours straight. I mean, it's showing off. Finish. You're stunting. You're straight yeah. out here str- yeah. stunting. It's a little weird. But um, I was right at that age where Barney, I was like, I think Barney came out like 90 three or something like that so You're i was like 12 for it yeah. yeah i'm too old for it yeah i'll tell you what i did did love which i may have been too old for i loved power rangers did you i love my no, i watched mighty Morphin power rangers every day before middle school and high school but see like there's a very specific transition i think for all young men and we lived through we lived through this together where you go from i'm enamored with this happy dinosaur that i love you you love me yeah. to like ninja kick to the face i liked i mean i loved see fraggle rock was my jam i loved fraggle rock i loved mm-hmm. you know sesame street was pretty cool but mr wizard yeah. and you know uh bill nye the science guy and beekman's world those were like my childhood shows that weren't cartoons like i i can't wait because you know when you think about barney for a lot of us that just missed the cusp of that yeah. because it came out a little bit too late like we thought that everyone like barney was creepy but if it had come out at the appropriate time we probably love sure i can't wait to try to explain to my kids how cool they thought blippy was at or one point. the wiggles or yes. any what's the the ninja kids ninja kids oh God. or who who there's some other one it's the ninja kids is a little better because it's at least our kids yeah but like well, anytime in, in it's the, the adult yes you're like mm. there's been one great childhood adult entertainer mr rogers and that was it it's fred rogers that was it day. man he yeah. was in there we will never we will never replicate somebody as pure 
as Mr. Rogers. I keep waiting for the shooter, Rob. I, I keep waiting for. He's been like, dead too long for I, anything to come out. I know out. that's what's great is that you know because we had we had our hearts broken by Bill Cosby because he he seemed yeah. like he was the kind of the same type of guy. America's dad. Yeah, yeah. But there was never. I mean, but Mr. Rogers, you know, I mean, <sighs> those cardigans. Nobody could do bad things in them cardigans. I mean, I bet you could. Just wearing that cardigan? Yeah. Only the cardigan? cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to whatever, Magicville or whatever. Imagine imagination, <laughs> imagination Land? <laughs> it was Magic Land, wasn't it? It was yeah. Imagination something. Whatever like that. it was. Yeah. That trolley. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to imagine my wife's reaction if I walked into the bedroom wearing only a cardigan. <laughs> Maybe some, maybe, maybe, maybe it might work for you. I mean, she likes you in uh, overly tight khakis. Yeah. So yeah. that, that kind of part of the look. It's, yeah. No. What's one hobby that's an immediate red flag for you all? Mine are those people who build massive model trains and build those huge miniature towns. That's a God complex issue for sure. Message deleted. Dude, I feel like that is. You, if if you're if you're somebody out there and you meet somebody who has like a model train and airplane hobby, they're rich. Like that stuff is not cheap. That is not a I am a broke ass. I, I that that is a hobby for exclusively uh, people who have money and time. I'm a, I, like, I don't get it. It's not for me. But whatever. Like I don't. I I don't know. I used to crap on people's hobbies and. You know, what I didn't understand it, but now as I've gotten older, it's like anything that can bring anybody any amount of happiness, good for you. Except for hiking. Don't make that your hobby. That's annoying. The, dude, the only guys who say they like hiking are dudes who are trying, trying to, to bang hot chicks yes. who like to hike. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of lot of hot chicks that who love to hike. Sure do. There's no dudes who actually like to hike. Don't you lie to me. Don't nope. you don't you sit there and be like, That's not true, Dave. Nope. You're I lying, you son of a bitch. Um also I don't think that this is necessarily like a toxic hobby, but for me, I know that I'm not compatible ever with horse girls. Dude, horse girls are so hot. I know. I tried I would one be, time. I know. I don't have the kind of money to support a horse that's, girl, and that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm not compatible with horse girls because they're just in a different class. Buy your wife a pair of them horse girl pants. And wear that cardigan. Yeah. (laughs) Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. (laughs) Way out in the land of the setting sun, where the wind blows wild and free. There's a lovely spot, just the only one that means home, sweet home to me. If you follow the old Kit Carson trail till the desert meets the hills, oh, you certainly will agree with me. It's the place of a thousand thrills. Home means Nevada, home means the hills, home means a sage in the pine. Trucky silvery rills Out where the sun always shines Here is the land that I love the best Fairer than all I can see 